My name is Sheldon Bates. I have thoughts. I have stories. You're listening to Sheldon's Daily Thoughts and Stories. Hello. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm talking to you. I want to know how you are doing today. So let me know in the poll attached to this episode. So welcome back or welcome to my podcast. If you have not been here before, like this is your first time listening to me, this is just about all my day-to-day stories and thoughts. So yeah, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So if you if you have listened to um, a previous podcast, the podcast previous to this, um, so one of my friends, hi Kylie, she messaged the theater group chat, roasting me on how I pronounced the movie name, Encanto. She was like, "It's Encanto," and I pronounced it like Encanto because apparently I whitewash names. Oops, <laughs> I can't pronounce things. I it looks like Encanto, so I'm gonna say Encanto. But she said it's Encanto. And also, one of my other friends, hi Faith, <laughs> calling you all out, she, um, told me that sometimes my podcast can be a bit quiet. So I'm I try to adjust the levels today of how loud it is. I'm hoping it's not too loud and I don't have to re-record the whole thing because I really don't want to do that. Not that I don't like recording, it's just doing the same thing twice. Oh, sorry, I dropped a pen. Um, recording the same thing twice can just, you know, get out of hand. Um, so if you read the title, you know what we're talking about today. But before we do that, I'm going to give an update on my class ring and we're going to do a daily horoscope read. So I'm opening Nebula right now on my phone. Also, while we're waiting, if you guys have any suggestions of things you want me to talk about or... Anything you really want me to do, I post polls, which is in my episodes, and you can send in a voice clip, or you can even go to my website, which is linked below, and give me a review and give me suggestions, because I want to hear what you think. I want to know what you would like to contribute to the podcast, because, you know, sometimes I run out of ideas, and I need a little bit of help finding out things. So, about the class ring... Nothing new. Still upset. Still have not gotten... Um, our card hasn't even been charged yet. The $400 for it. So, I don't even I don't even know where it stands. I might not be getting it until maybe senior year. Yeah, prob- probably then I'll be getting it. Mm. So, my horoscope. <laughs> my horoscope for today. My love is 60%. Career is 40%. Health is 80%. You may feel trapped, which leaves you worrying that you'll never find the exit. Before you lose hope, the stars, the stars advise me, to contact your friends and heed their advice. They may give you the tools you need to deal with the sensation, even if their recommending, recomm- even if their recommendation seems unhelpful, such as listening to a song, follow it anyway. Listen closely and pay attention to the emotion, emotions it awakens in you. The emotions that it awakens in you. Sorry. Um, I, w- I need to start pre-reading what I read on the podcast. Because sometimes I trip up over my words. 
Yeah. So what it's basically telling me is that, hey, if you're feeling down, contact your friends and do what they say. Like, listen to a nice song, which not with today. I haven't felt really down, but I guess in the past week, I have felt a little bit down and talked to my friends about it. So it did get it right, but not really with today. It got the week right, though. Yeah. So it's kind of right, kind of not. And before we get into the ruining your childhood theories, I want to talk about something. I have not been in school. Well, right now I'm on virtual. I'm technically supposed to be doing schoolwork. I'd rather record a podcast anyway. It's the 21st. It's a Friday. We have not had school since a week ago, last Friday, because Ohio can't decide what it wants. It's like it snowed, we got so much snow, and then it rained the next day, then it was sunny for a couple days, and then it started freezing raining again, and I don't I don't think Ohio know what it's wants, so it's just going through all of the seasons in one month to really decide, you know, a little bit of bipolar, bipolar queen, yeah, Ohio's kind of a bipolar queen, okay, yeah, I just got an email, sorry, sorry, I have a... Since I'm doing virtual school, I have all my school stuff open, and I get emails, and I get so distracted easily looking at it. Um, so time for me. I might have to stop here in a minute and come back and record more because I it's almost time for algebra class because I'm recording in between, in between. Um, each class. Also, I have a question. My new intro that you heard with the music before we got into this. Did you guys like it? Cause I wrote it. I liked it, but I want to know what you think. Let me know if you want me to change it again. So, yeah, school's been going great. Have I have straight A's. We're not that far into nine weeks yet. Really can't tell. Right now I have two A's. There's not many grades. So, let's move to the main thing of this podcast. Main thing for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Also, if I mince, if I whoa, if I mispronounce anything, Kylie, do not come for me, okay? Okay. But Faith, actually, I want you to tell me if it's too quiet. Message me after you're done listening to this, and yeah, message me and let me know how the audio was, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so theories that will ruin your childhood. So I'm just jumping from thing to thing. Hashtag ADHD day. These theories will ruin your childhood movies. There's one about Matilda. I did watch Matilda. I don't know much about Matilda. But there is one. A Monsters, Inc. theory. Of why they are so afraid of kids. I'm going to read to you guys word for word what this article says. And then we'll talk about it. So, yeah. The Plague in Monsters, Inc. According to this morbid theory, there is an obvious reason why the monsters in the movie Monsters, Inc. are afraid to touch children. I'm afraid to touch children, too. Do not worry. According to the user someone on Reddit, it was because of a strange phenomenon... Words. A strange thing that took place in the 1300s. When the first bubonic plague ravaged many countries around the world. And for a good reason. What? Good reason? Oh, anyway. 
It was at this time that the friendly monsters tried to use a portal for the first time to get to Earth. However, unaware of the epidemic that was raging at the time, they in advert Okay, they brought a disease back to their world and error of judgment which Okay, what is with the big words? It caused the death of thousands of monsters, explaining why they now have a phobia to the physical contact. I also have phobia of contacting with children. Not because of the plague, just because children. Sticky iPad kids. You know? I I'm randomly sick. Like, my nose is running like crazy. Oh, Now, breathe. Okay, Incredibles. Do I want to read this one? Especially saying Syndrome, the criminal in The Incredibles is Bob's son. But, oh, here's one. We all know this one. We've all heard this one at a point in our lives. Nemo's death in Finding Nemo. Okay. Even more creepy than the... Okay. The Finding Nemo theory will break your heart. Yes, this theory will break your heart because it did break mine. So, Dark Lighter 5000 suggests that in the film, all the baby clownfish are in fact dead. The story that unfolded before our eyes was only in the imagination of Marlin, Nemo's dad, the shy father of Nemo. And for good reason, not being able to deal with the idea of having seen all his children die before his eyes after the barcuda attack the father falls into a deep denial bordering on madness in order to give himself a reason to continue living ooh, sounds a little bit like me he imagines that only one egg the one of nemo of course survived this theory is based on a particular particularly on the fact that in the latin word nemo translates to nobody we've all heard that one at um at a certain point in lives. But that does kind of creep me out. Because Nemo. Finding Nemo was such a good movie. And the thing about that. His dad was just in a severe denial. That all of his children died. And his like wife or whatever. Died. That is sad. That is really sad. That is re I, I understand the Monsters Inc. one. Like 100%. But. It's Nemo one. I would like. It seems liable. Like, it seems like it's true, but I'd rather it not be true, you know? Because that's just, that's just sad. Oh, here's a fun one. Kevin's mom is possessed by the devil in Home Alone. <sighs> who takes the time to think about this? Like, who, who watches Home Alone and looks in the mother's eye and be like, yeah, she's the devil, people. That one, get that one right there. Devil and human form. She is mean, but so is my mom. I don't think she's the devil. Maybe. Mom? Ah, she probably is the devil. It's whatever. Okay, this theory takes the prize for the biggest childhood ruined. On Reddit, microsome... Orgasm 315, Microsoft 315, no, that's not it. Anyway, exposes, <coughs> sorry, exposes the following theory. Kevin's mom in Home Alone is actually possessed by Satan. The devil wishing to expose Kevin to an ultimate test to see if he would make the worthy successor to the underworld. Kevin, I mean, he's smart, but like, 
He like tricks people, but he has become a politician. He doesn't need to become the ruler of the underworld. Well, I guess those are two pretty similar things. Anyway, <laughs> if he were to make a worthy successor to the underworld throne, made his family go on a journey without him. For this, he manipulated the mind of his mother so that he, so she forgets the, her child in order to test the boy under the most challenging conditions. He is also one who sends the two demons, two burglars, to Earth. Okay, that's just a conspiracy. I guess that's what theories are. But it's a bit, it's a bit far reached. It's a little far reached. Like who thought? Like who took the time to type it out and think about it? That must be some pretty sad people. But listen, the internet likes it, so do what you gotta do. Yeah. So, yeah. In order to these challenging conditions. So Kevin, the ruler of Underworld. But no, I think I think his mother just literally just forgot him. He he is a smart kid. Oh. Um people who know the movie The Little Mermaid, which everyone everyone knows The Little Mermaid. That's a stupid thing. You you have to know The Little Mermaid. If you don't leave, there's the door. There's the X. No, I see if you haven't watched it. <laughs> I got real close it got real up close and personal with your speakers right there or your headphones oh <laughs> R.I.P. headphone users <laughs> I should make it oh my gosh anyway as we know many Disney films are connected oh wait I didn't even read the title yet Ariel's mother in The Little Mermaid was a sociopath do I even I don't even remember her mother as we know, many Disney films are connected to each other through amazing Easter eggs. The Net Surfer GHTW3 understood it well he, and uses it happily to unfold his appealing theory on Reddit. The user suggests that the Little Mermaid and Peter Pan cartoons share a very amazing connection, a link that, above all else, would explain why Ariel's mother, Queen Athena, was in fact a sociopath. And for good reason, okay, what is and for good reason? Anyway, in the imaginary world, the mermaid with long red hair who tries to drown Wendy in the lagoon out of pure jealousy is actually Ariel's mother, a true sociopath who loves to hurt human beings. That's just scary. No, I've, I've heard a lot of theories about, like, if there were real-life mermaids, there'd be sirens, and they would just be, like, hella scary and real bitchy. They'd be in a pretty bad mood all the time, luring you in. Sorry if you hear any background. I have two kids in the house running around. And I'm not in my bedroom. Sorry if it's a bit more echoey. I, I tried to find a good spot. I'm downstairs in the computer room, which is a more open space than any other place. And I have my Mountain Dew, my M&M's, and my blue chips. I should definitely be in class right now. Okay, well, I'll be right back. Okay, I am back. Um, I just half-assed algebra class. So we, we just did a quizzes, and then I got to leave. 
So it's only been like 15 minutes tops. But before I restarted, I did a little more research because I kind of ran out of theories because I, I thought I was going to be recording for longer. But oops, misjudged there. But, but I found one. Now, now prepare yourself. Toy Story 3 is about the Holocaust. Let, let me explain. This theory argues that the entire movie Toy Story 3 is more or less a Holocaust story. It may seem ridiculous, but there's simply too much evidence to ignore. When Andy is going off to college, the toys start worrying about exactly where they will be sent off to. Since they aren't welcome in their own home anymore... Okay, I see it. I see it. I'm starting to see it. Wait, is it convincing me? I don't know. Let let me know if you believe any of these in a um, poll below. Or not. This isn't YouTube. The poll up, down, left, right. Anywhere. I don't know how it works. Just as the Jews were forced from their homes, Woody gives a speech to the toys that is eerily similar to the speech given in the Holocaust film, The Pianist. The Buzz Lightyear even suggests that they all hide in the attic. A nod to Anne Frank. Oh my god. Yeah. That, that is what Anne Frank. I'm a bit sick right now. The toys are then shipped off in dark boxes and they end up at a daycare center where toys are mistreated and eventually incinerated. Oh my god. I see it. Most of the toys may survive in the end, but all the clues still point to the, this being a cartoon rendition of the Holocaust. At least kids aren't likely to catch on. What? Oh my gosh. That's, that's a bit of a dark theory, but a theory I could probably get behind on a Tuesday afternoon. Except it is currently a Friday afternoon, not even afternoon. I don't know. It's, it is afternoon, so I guess, but it's not evening yet. Why does that matter? I don't know. Here's another one that I picked out to read to you guys. We all know the Roadrunner show. You know Roadrunner? You know the wily Cody running around trying to blow up or kill this random Roadrunner to eat or whatever, but it always backfires? Well, man, do I have the theory for you. This wily Cody is in hell. H-E double hockey sticks. The classic cartoon of the classic cartoon Road Runner and Wild Willie Willie E. Coyote consists of almost exclusively of Wild E. Coyote chasing the Road Runners through a deserted landscape over and over and over and over again. It is less likely that these two are alone in the desert playing a game of chase, and more likely that this coyote is in his own personal hell. Consider how many times this coyote gets blown up, or that massive ACME anvil falls on him, and how many times he keeps coming back and back. It's easy to root the for road it's easy to root for Roadrunner and forget that we're watching Wiley Cody relive his worst nightmare every single episode. Okay, this is kind of ruining watching this show when I was younger. 
I kind of feel bad now. One Reddit thread took even deeper comparing the cartoon to old Greek and Native American myths about hell. Either way, using the theme of perpetual suffering for a supposed family show is a pretty dark choice. That 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 is a pretty dark choice. Now, that's a that's a pretty that is a pretty dark theory and that does kind of ruin my childhood a little bit. And not to plug another poll again, but there's going to be like three or four. Do you believe any of these? I might have already said that. But do you believe in any of these theories? Let me know. Let's move on. <laughs> Mr. Krabs plans to use his daughter for Krabby Patties. <laughs> what? Okay, these are far-reaching, but I do have my own theory before we get into this one. Mr. Krabs is the only crab in Bikini Bottom. You're like, oh, what about Larry? He's a lobster. And the... And the, um... Oh, my God. What is the place called? Oh, my God, there's no way I forget what the... Uh... There's... The, the place that serves the Krabby Patty. Oh my god, I'm so mad at myself. Uh, SpongeBob Restaurant. The Krusty Krab. I knew that. I knew that. Don't come for me. The Krusty Krab is shaped like a crab trap. So he killed all the other crabs to make Krabby Patties. That's kind of dark. But... I guess he also plans to use his daughter, which is a whale, and that's weird. That's weird. But this fan theory is unsurprisingly not a favorite for the fans of SpongeBob SquarePants. According to the Reddit thread started by Walla underscore Walla underscore Rhubarb, Mr. Krabs is only raising his whale daughter, Pearl, to eventually kill her and use her for Krabby Patty meat. This Redditor points out, when a whale dies, its carcass can fuel an entire ecosystem for a very long period of time. I did not know that. I don't pay attention in science. Sorry, Mrs. I'm really- Mrs. Winland. Pearl's mother is non-existent in the show, and it's unclear how or, how or why Mr. Krabs has Pearl in the first place. She could truly be his daughter, or Mr. Krabs could just be putting up with Pearl's crazy spending habits because cause he has a bigger goal in mind. This could only partially explain Plankton's role in this series. Plankton is obsessed with figuring out the secret ingredient to the Krabby Patties. While most of the ingredients are readily available, the burger itself, the burger itself remains a mystery. Whales generally consume Plankton. So was this just a sinister clue all along? What did I just read? That one does not make sense to me. Kind of. I mean, I guess I can see it, but again, very far-reached. Very far-reached reached what do you think about it okay there's one about ed ed and eddie but i never watch a show but it looks creepy and and scary but here's a cool one about the movie cars there's a lot of theories surrounding this movie but there's just one in particular i would like to talk about the cars overthrew mankind 
It's not often that a crazy fan theory is confirmed by the higher-ups are confirmed about... Whoa, I'm going to try that sentence again. It is not often that crazy fan theories are confirmed by the higher-ups. No matter how sound the the conspiracy may be, it is often left up to the fans to decide for themselves without any real answers. In the case of the movie Cars, a disturbing history was actually confirmed by the creative director himself, Jay Ward. Weird name, but okay. We're kind of just, like, roasting people. Oh, but Kylie... Kylie, if you're listening to this, see, I, it's not only in Kanto that I pronounce wrong. In can my toe. In can't. Trying to think of a pun, but I can't. I'm not that creative. (laughs) The theory goes, in the universe of cars, we don't see humans because they simply don't exist anymore. We're extinct. How shocking. How shocking. When the cars became senient beings, they realized there was no need for humans anymore. And they killed them all. I thought we would just kill ourselves with, you know, pollution and all that shit. Um, to add insult to energy. Energy. Okay, Sheldon. You're done. You're done. You're done. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm exiting. I'm going. (laughs) No, I'm not. This is my podcast. You leave. No, please don't. (laughs) I don't know what this is. Anyway. Um... Yeah, to add insult to injury. Ward confirmed that the cars, in fact, take place on the personality of the last person who drove them. So the last per Because the cars are just blank slates, but the last person to drive them, they took on that personality. So, there were, real, there were some real dicks driving around. The three spies, the little white cars, the spies, in the one movie of cars because like there's like too many of them to count no there's definitely only like four or three that's too many in my opinion only toy story can have that many movies or john wick i think there's like 20 of them i don't know i don't keep up i don't keep up i watch disney plus netflix netflix has kind of had a decrease in good things but here recently they added a few things except they're taking all the other good things off i don't understand netflix This seems to imply that the cars somehow literally consumed all of the people in the world and took on their personalities. Would this make them soul-sucking cars? Soul-sucking cars? I'm sure there was a lot of sucking going on in those cars. This is an explicit episode. I'm marking it as explicit. Anyway, it doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. Well, not... well. Sucking, in my opinion, I don't think that'd be that bad. But the soul sucking, yeah, that that's definitely bad. Definitely if it's cars. Oh, oh, here here's one that everybody's heard, but we're gonna go through anyway. I'm gonna see how long it's been. Oh, it's been like twenty five minutes, maybe, maybe more. Winnie the Pooh and friends have have serious psychological disorders. Well. The theory I heard was that they represent certain psychological disorders and the one guy, I forget his name, the one who's like the human in this, it's like he has like schizophrenia and they, and this is all in his imagination. These are just all of his psychological disorders personified, basically. 
It may come to a surprise that a Canadian medical journal actually published a report on this theory. Like a professional journal? <laughs> okay, then, I mean, this one might be pretty liable, which it does seem, it does seem okay, but it just kind of like is really dark for the childhood show. But listen, the one gray dude, I don't know his name. He is just a mood sometimes. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I'm like that donkey. The depressed one. Yeah. Yes, it turns out Winnie the Pooh is some serious stuff. According to the report, all of the characters living in a hundred anchor wood are suffering from serious neurodevelopmental and psychological problems. New words in my vocabulary and none consist of Encanto. It is Encanto in my heart. Still kind of salty. That doesn't sound like the makings of a happy children's tale at all. Nevertheless, each character has been diagnosed and pretty convincingly, too. It is pretty convincing. Sorry, I cannot read, apparently. Winnie the Pooh is said to have a learning disability from bumping his head while being dragged around by Christopher Robin. While in his teddy bear state, that isn't sad enough, Evermore is firstly suffering from depression. What? Oh, e not Evermore. Goddamn, children. Evor is supposedly suffering from depression. Piglet has an anxiety disorder. He he represents an anxiety disorder. Evor represents depression. Owl, Owl represents dyslexia, and the list goes on. Which, um, before we move on to the next series, I can look up what each and every character represents. Winnie. The who character disorders. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. And Tigger was ADHD, Rabbit was OCD, Rue was autism, and Christopher Robin was schizophrenia. Of course, is all the characters. Yeah. Was Rue the um kangaroo? Yeah, Rue was the kangaroo. <laughs> There's Rabbit, Owl, Tigger, Pooh, and Eivor. Eivor was depression. Christopher Robin was schizophrenia. Tigger was ADHD. Rabbit was OCD. Winnie the Pooh was ADD, but I just thought I read that Winnie the Pooh was learning disability. I guess ADD, ADD can affect that. Your learning. But like, I know, like, dyslexia and stuff like that is a learning disability. I don't know. Two people, different opinions, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, so about virtual. About the virtual school. Before, I don't I don't know. We might be done with theories. I still have to decide. I just kind of jump in and do a podcast and don't really think about it too much. About virtual day. My first period of the day is theater. Which Kylie and Faith are both in. Um, and they... Like, we have a group chat, so we were texting on my group chat during class, and that's when Kylie decided to roast me on my, the way I said Encanto, Encanto. And, in theater class, speaking of theater class, this is the point I was getting, tangent, or whatever, ladies and tangents, oh, my favorite podcast. Anyway, anyway, um, dang, where was I? Oh my gosh. Enjoy me. 
having a really bad memory. Thinking and thinking and thinking. Where was... Oh, so we had we have a new student teacher. Like, we have our teacher, Miss English. She also teaches English. Kind of coincidental, if you ask me. But... But anyway, um, we had a new te student teacher like that was in college coming to watch over and do things with us, and we had to introduce ourselves. And this is a story I told to the student teacher. My first impression, I'm like, yeah, this story will be perfect. I tell her my history with theater, how many years I've been in it, the plays I've done. My most recent one was a school play because I've done community theater and school theater. It was last stop till Christmas. Okay. The one show night we got. Right before I got on stage, my stomach was growling. And then I realized, after having a rumble bum tum, I had to shit. So bad. <laughs> and, and I went on stage and did a whole play clamping my booty cheeks together tmi but sorry you clicked you clicked i didn't make you but thank you for clicking i appreciate it <sighs> and i tell this to the student teacher and her face is just like priceless she loves it she's like a gen like she like she's right at that gen z like she's a young she's an older gen zer like so she, she's pretty cool i like her Mrs. English is just kind of Gen X. Gen X is the generation my mom's in, and they're confusing. Oh, I, I got another email. Yay, let's see what else I have lined up to talk about. Oh, that's gross. Um, so, we talked about the class ring. We did the horoscope. We talked about weather. We talked about school. We also talked about theories and Encanto. And it's been, I mean, it has been a while. Like, this is the longest podcast ever I've ever done. And that's, that's so cool. So glad. Okay, so before, before we go, before we go, because I need to get out. Oh, and my class starts in like two minutes. So we got to hurry this up. We are going to call my mother. And I'm going to ask her what is one word of advice she would give to anyone who is listening. That she would give to you listening. Let's call her. Maybe she'll answer. Maybe, maybe not. Seven. Oh, call. I'm going to have to call her work. <laughs> yeah, bud. Oh, hey, mom. What? If you could give one piece of advice to anyone in the world, what would it be? I don't know, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know? No. Oh. Okay. Why? <laughs> um, you're you're on my podcast right now. What? 
I'm on what? My podcast right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, do you guys hear that? She said, I do not know. So, well, bye, Mom. Love you. See, you got to love my mom. She does not know what advice. I thought she would say something like inspirational and I would cry. But no. No, she does not let me have my dramatic moment. She was just in a silly, goofy mood, I guess. And yes, this episode is definitely being, um, have that explicit mark because there's a few things that I don't want kids to hear in this. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And on that note, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Remember, a new episode can be found on Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, on the multiple platforms my show is available on. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for the podcast, visit my website, link in description, and just send me a review, send me an email. Let's chat. I want to chat with you. Tell me what you think and tell me what I could do better. So I hope to have you on the next one. Peace out.